0: Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everybody to this Friday, January 22nd edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs. Today on the show, another check-in. As it pertains to the 2021 Reese's Senior Bowl, we have throughout the course of this week been monitoring as Jim Nagy, the executive director of the event, has been releasing which prospects are going to be playing for which coaching staffs during next week's event. So, on a previous episode, we went through quarterbacks and running backs, the offensive backfield, but we now know uh, wide receivers, we know tight ends, we know offensive line, we know defensive line, and we know linebackers. We know everything except the secondary, which of course will be a near and dear position group to the heart of Brian Flores and this coaching staff, but nevertheless, there is plenty of prospects to talk about to get you all primed for the televised practices next week for the 2021 Reese's Senior Bowl. So with that in mind, we're going to dive right in today. We're not going to really get into anything else today. This is... Kind of getting everybody uploaded on a lot of the studies that I have done for some of these prospects, uh, the, specifically the ones that the Dolphins will be coaching over the course of the next several days, starting next Tuesday, uh, and why they are important to the Miami Dolphins. I'll throw in the names of the offensive skill players here, and we'll just kind of read through all of the offensive skill players. The Dolphins, quarterbacks, Notre Dame's Ian Book, Texas's Sam Ellinger, Arkansas's Felipe Franks, formerly of the University of Florida. Running backs, Oklahoma's Ramondre Stevenson, North Carolina's Michael Carter, Virginia Tech's Khalil Herbert, and, of course, Alabama's Najee Harris. The wide receiver group, South Dakota State's Cade Johnson, UCLA running back wide receiver hybrid Demetric Felton, Michigan's Nico Collins, Ben Skaronic of Notre Dame, formerly of Northwestern, Oklahoma State's Tylan Wallace, Western Michigan's Dwayne Eskridge, Arizona State's Frank Darby. Louisville's Des Fitzpatrick, and of course, Alabama's Devontae Smith. Uh, Smith will not be participating as a thumb injury, but at the very least, he's on the Dolphins roster and will be partaking in practice or in the, the meetings with the Dolphins all week long. Tight ends and fullbacks Boston College's Hunter Long, Old Miss's Kenny Yaboa, Virginia's Tony Poljan, and fullback from Michigan, Ben Mason. So those are the skilled players. Uh, we covered why it's important for Smith and Harris to be a part of what the dolphins are doing Uh, throughout the course of this week. When those announcements were made, uh, the quarterback position is going to be a non-factor for the dolphins here at the senior bowl. Uh, The running back position, Michael Carter would be like a discount, maybe uh, round three, early day four uh, kind of candidate. Ramondre Stevenson would be a, a day three candidate if you missed, or if you wanted to double dip. Um, but I want to start with the tight end group because this is really the first group that we've really had no conversations about. And I plan on working all the way through the linebacker groups today. And, and on Monday show, we can touch and just finish up with the secondary when we find out who's on the Dolphins roster. I don't think Ben Mason's going to be in play. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins made the decision to cut uh, Chandler Cox this season, uh, a year and almost two full seasons after he was a seventh round selection by the team um uh, Mason is a little bit more pure fullback than what Chandler Cox was and if the dolphins didn't have a use for Chandler Cox I really doubt they're going to have a use for Ben Mason. So you have these three guys Hunter Long, Kenny Aboe and Tony Poljan which ones uh fit what role for the dolphins? Hunter Long from Boston College is a little bit more of the true uh inline Durham Smythe type role. Um And he's a a good football player. Uh, He's probably going to be a top 100 selection, fringe top 100 selection. Not quite sure that uh, the Dolphins, with the assets that they have right now, that that would be a prospect that makes a lot of sense, though. Kenny Yaboa from Ole Miss is much more of the Mike Gusecki type. Uh, Really good athlete, run after the catch, uh, explosive, long, lean, good ball skills, don't put his hand in the dirt. I don't think he's going to be a top 100 guy. And if he's not, then you kind of open up the realm of possibility of, like, okay, you know, from a developmental perspective, does it make sense to have somebody who can replicate that role in the tight end room? Because it's Mike Kasecki or Bust right now as far as athletic tight ends. You know, Durham Smythe is not an athletic tight end. Adam Shaheen is not an athletic tight end. They're good tight ends, they're fine tight ends to have on your roster. I think they're re- re- upgradable but only if you get a plus athlete, Kenny Oboa will never play the same role. He would play the Mike Kiseki role, but he's one to watch as far as like, if the dolphins decide in that position group, Hey, we want to have somebody with a little bit more uh, dynamic play to them. There's an appeal there looking at the offensive line. Uh, this of course, uh, will be an area that the dolphins are plugged into. We need to figure out the center position. Don't sleep on left guard. Um, uh, Left tackle, I'm, I'm sure, you know, if, if they decide to go Penny Sewell, but he's not going to be the Senior Bowl. Uh, here are the names that the Dolphins are coaching this week. Notre Dame's Liam Eichenberg, North Dakota State's Dylan Raduns. Cincinnati's James, James Hudson. Notre Dame's Aaron Banks. He's an offensive guard. Uh, Middle Tennessee State's Robert Jones. Oklahoma's Creed Humphrey plays center. Uh, Notre Dame's Robert Hainsey plays right tackle. Wisconsin Whitewater, Quinn Miners, he's an offensive tackle as well. Uh, Jake Kurhan from Cal, Northern Iowa. Spencer Brown, Oklahoma's Adrian Ealy plays tackle, and Brendan Jamie's uh, tackle from Nebraska. I'm going to cross all the tackles off the list because you know, where the perceived value is, Liam is going to be a top 40 selection, top 50 selection from Notre Dame. Dylan Radoons is going to be a first or second round selection out of North Dakota State. Robert Hainsey, he's probably going to be in play uh, as a day three kind of guy, but he's a little light in the trunk. I don't really think he fits what the Dolphins are going to do. Spencer Brown of Northern Iowa is also going to be a top 100 pick. So the the tackles here don't really move the needle for me at all uh, for the Miami Dolphins based on what they already have on the roster, the investments they've already made. Interior-wise... Aaron Banks of Notre Dame, Robert Jones of Middle Tennessee State, Creed Humphrey of Oklahoma. Those are the three names that I'm putting the star next to and saying maybe one of these can be a fit for the Dolphins. So Creed Humphrey, of course, he's been tied to uh, Miami for forever because he's been, he came, went back to Oklahoma and surprised and made the decision not to declare in which It felt as though he was going to be a top 20, top 25 selection. Uh, It seems as though he's plateaued a little bit as far as his perception. So I don't think he's a player that would be in play at 18 for the Dolphins. But 36, maybe 50, definitely if he's there. So that's just kind of on the Dolphins to kind of survey and and, get comfortable. He's got a wrestling background. He really wins with leverage. I think he's plenty athletic. He's a left-handed center, which I know is a big thing. Uh, for some quarterbacks and, and would work with Tua. Creed Humphrey is the most open and shut candidate to fit on this team. Aaron Banks plays left guard for Notre Dame. I think he's going to fit the Dolphins' size thresholds. He's a little bit more nimble and he's a little less powerful than like what you had with Solomon Kinley. And what should we get with Robert Hunt if Robert Hunt was going to kick inside and play guard? But I do think the Dolphins, there would be a little bit of a benefit to having somebody who can get up on the B level of the defense with a little bit more ease. And Aaron Banks can do that. Banks is probably a three through five if I wanted to give like a conservative range. So, like, the Dolphins wouldn't be breaking the bank or going crazy to go out and get him. Um, So, I think Aaron Banks is definitely one to watch. Robert Jones of Middle Tennessee. This gentleman is six foot five, 330 pounds. He is absolutely positively the archetype that the Dolphins have pursued with the rest of their offensive line. And the Dolphins are a team that has not strayed away from some developmental projects. I think Robert Jones as a day three prospect, which is rounds four through seven, uh, can really make a strong impression with this Miami Dolphins staff. And I think he, of all of these guys, is probably the one I would be most interested in investing in here at the Senior Bowl, other than Creed Humphrey. Today's episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswania, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can view it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack A breakfast on the go, something post-workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Built Bar doesn't just taste good, it blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less. Up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can save 20% off your next order of builtbar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. What we have the rest of the way is, in my opinion, two of the most exciting groups. I think the wide receiver group is in the top three. Najee Harris gets the running back group into the conversation of potentially being top three most interesting. But I think the defensive line might be the most interesting group to me as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins. Because I look across the way at what Carolina got, and there's not really... Any names that I wish the Dolphins had other than Carlos Bashan of Wake Forest, who's like a 270, 275 pound defensive end? Here's the names that the Dolphins have on their roster to coach in the 2021 Senior Bowl on the defensive line. You have Jonathan Cooper, Ohio State, Aid Agundeji, Notre Dame, Levi. On Wurzerike, defensive tackle, interior defensive lineman, University of Washington. Ellerson Smith from Northern Iowa, defensive end. Defensive end, Shaka Tony, Penn State. Defensive end, Rashad Weaver from Pittsburgh. Osa Odigizua, kind of a hybrid defensive lineman from UCLA. Uh, his related to Owa Odigizua, who was a prospect a couple years back who had really good tape at UCLA, just couldn't stay healthy. Pitts Patrick Jones, so both Pittsburgh defensive end prospects on the Dolphins roster, Coastal Carolina's Taron Jackson, Notre Dame's Dalen Hayes, so both Notre Dame prospects on the defensive line as well are at Miami's disposal, and Texas's Taquan Graham. There is a lot, a lot of potential fits, and and I'm sure Dolphins fans you, you don't want to hear too much of that because we perceive the Dolphins' defense to be in a much better place than the offense, and we want to invest in the offense, and I get it. But I look at names like Patrick Jones, Jonathan Cooper, Dalen Hayes, Aido Ogundeji These are exciting prospects for the Dolphins based on different types of archetypes. So Patrick Jones and Ogundeji of Notre Dame, both of these guys are, are the 270, 275, hand-in-the-dirt, super-long, Emmanuel Agba type builds and players. Uh, Jones is much more of a finished product than Ogundegi, and Jones is probably going to end up being a second-round pick. So that price point is kind of where I get stuck, because I would personally like to invest the early capital on the offensive side of the football. <laughs> so we went through and did okay how many consecutive Alabama picks can we make on the offensive side of the ball to start a draft class? Ogandeji, on the other hand you know this this is a, probably a three four three or four round uh, grade on him. He's a little bit more developmental he really took a big step forward in 2020 uh, his hands really came alive and utilizing his length and extension skills to keep blockers' hands off of his chest so that way he can continue to gain ground in pass rushes and he's got the length to kind of stack and extend his arms and separate so that way he can discard of blockers and get into either adjacent gap if you're playing gap control uh, which the Dolphins do up front. So, both of those guys as hand in the dirt extensions of what you already have to further flesh out your depth and identity makes a lot of sense especially when you consider Uh, Shaq Lawson signed a three-year, $30 million contract. He's not quite as long as either one of these guys, if we're being completely honest from an anatomical perspective. Um, And and that length matters in a number of different ways. Length matters as a pass rusher uh, to create distance between yourself, your body, and the body of the blocker. And you, you force the the blocker to throw a punch or a stun or try and get their hands established on your frame so that they can, you know, begin to sit down and wall you off. And if you are long, you can, A, dictate that first contact yourself by utilizing your length and hitting them before they hit you. And if you deliver the first blow, you can collapse that angle or turn that outside shoulder or reduce those angles as a pass rusher. Uh, So that's why length matters. So when I look at Shaq Lawson, and Shaq Lawson obviously – Really good in run defense. Uh, the ceiling is not super high as a pass rusher, and the re- one of the reasons why is he doesn't have great length. Uh, so you don't have great explosiveness, and you don't have great length. It's going to be really difficult. You have to be like a master technician with your hands, with your hand counters to win. Lawson also signed a three-year, thirty million dollar contract, and we've got two years left. And I don't hate the deal. Because that's the price of doing business in free agency, right? The question is not, are you going to overpay in free agency? Of course you are. The question is, how much flexibility do you have to get out of it? So much like we've talked a little bit on this show about Eric Flowers and the potential there to, you built in guaranteed salary in 2021. Can you find a trade partner for him to potentially upgrade the position and not eat the money Shaq Lawson, you know, I would expect him to be back in 2021 either way, but then you get into 2022 and you, you know, have to ask yourself okay, or do we want to pay Shaq in a contract year when we have some more depth around him? Or do you draft some of these players now so that? Shaq can play out 2021, and then you can comfortably part ways with him going into 2022, allow him to hit the free agent market again. And you have guys that have a a year under the system under their belt, and you've been able to coach them, so you know how comfortable you are with the prospect of letting them go. That approach is how teams like the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers are constantly staying good. And the edge position is a great example. You think about what the, the Baltimore Ravens have done Uh, with constantly churning out these pass rushers. And they always have a guy waiting in the wings. Pittsburgh's going to let Bud Dupree walk in free agency this year. There's a 0% chance they can afford to sign him. And they have a third-round rookie in Alex Highsmith, who they drafted last year, who shined in a rotational role, who is going to step into that role, and they are not going to miss a beat. The Baltimore Ravens are probably going to let Matt Judon, who played on the franchise tag this year, walk because they need to get ready to sign Lamar Jackson to a big contract extension and when they do that that's no problem because they went out and they drafted Jalen Ferguson to help boost that group they ultimately did go out and trade for Yannick Ngakwe so of course that kind of skews it a little bit more and kind of makes it more murky waters but those are great examples of teams drafting in advance of the needs And I think Miami is at a point defensively where you can start to have those conversations. So Patrick Jones, Aid Ogundeji, these are conversations that I think are worth having as far as developmental, really high ceiling, have the uncoachables as far as the physical tools, They make a lot of sense. And that's just the Emmanuel Ogba build. We haven't even gotten into the guys who, who play the rush linebacker hybrid role. Like Jonathan Cooper out of Ohio State, who took a big step forward. Uh, He had an injury in 2019, so he kind of flew under the radar, but he came onto the scene like gangbusters this year. Uh, He's relentless. Flores is going to love his motor and love his hands. Dalen Hayes uh, entered 2000 or exited 2019 as kind of a 270 hand-in-the-dirt Patrick Jones type, but he came into 2020, and he dropped like 12, 15 pounds. He was like 255, 258 and all of a sudden, he looks a lot better in space. And you say, well, wait a second. This guy's a little bit more dynamic than we thought he was. Uh, Notre Dame occasionally dropped him off in the shallow zones. Uh, so you, you think of your stereotypical like 3-4 outside linebacker. That's kind of what he was this past year. And, and before that, he was a stereotypical hand in the dirt 4-3 defensive end. Uh, but you have the tape to see that he's capable of playing in a lighter weight and doing it really well. So you think of the... Uh, Kyle Van Noy role on the line of scrimmage. You think of the Andrew Van Ginkle role as a pass rusher, as a hybrid linebacker type. Cooper and Hayes, these kind, of, these are the kind of guys that can play that role, but they're coming in at like 255 and, and playing it. So a more pass rush prowess, not quite as good of a first step get-off as what Van Ginkle showed. And I think on a matchup specific week by week basis, there's merits to having a guy playing that role that's 245, and there's merits to having a guy playing that role who's 258. So I really like a lot of what the Dolphins are going to have at their disposal on the defensive line in Mobile. This is my favorite group for the Dolphins coming into the week. The NFL playoffs are here, and while the Dolphins are not qualified, it does not mean you cannot still be a winner. This winter, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for all of your online sports bets, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. And finally, we have... The linebacker group, which is a group that the Dolphins have a, a pretty significant need at, with uh Elana Roberts being a free agent and, and needing a Mike linebacker and a three down presence there to play stack linebacker. And I don't necessarily know if they're gonna find it here, but there's some good options. So here's the players that the Dolphins have under their direction at the linebacker group, and then on Monday we'll we'll do corners and, and safeties. Ohio State's tough Borland, Ohio State's Baron Browning. West Virginia's Tony Fields, formerly of Arizona. Ohio State's Justin Hilliard. Oregon State's Hamilcar Rashad Jr. TCU's Garrett Wallow. Purdue's Derek Barnes. And UNC's Chaz Surratt. So Rashad is listed in the linebacker group, but make no mistake, he's a pass rusher. He's an edge rusher. He's the 245-240 version of the hybrid rush linebacker role that Van Ginkle plays. So, I don't know about you guys, but I saw plenty from Van Ginkle that I'm not overly intrigued in, in spending a top 100 pick on upgrading that spot based on what Van Ginkle gave us. Uh, so, probably not going to push the needle for Miami. The best player here is Chaz Surratt. Chaz Surratt is like 6'4", 225, superbly athletic, uh, former quarterback as, 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 at the prep level, and he is really, really good in pass coverage. So Surratt from Miami, I think he has versatility to be a three-down player. But I don't think he play is going to play the Mike or Stack linebacker role that Elan and Roberts played as a run filler and do it with anywhere near the effectiveness. So if you bring back Elan and Roberts, I think Chaz Surratt, that's when he makes some sense. Uh, but the, the length and his influence in these shallow areas as far as zone and winning in pass defense is definitely an area that the Dolphins should be dialed in on. I kind of wish they had a chance to get a look at Jabril Cox from LSU, who's on the Carolina side of the fence, but uh, it is what it is. Outside of Chaz Surratt, I think Baron Browning's probably the next most interesting player for the Dolphins. I'm a little hesitant to say I would take him in the top 100, but if he's there in the fourth round, you jump on that guy all day long because he's a superb athlete. Ohio State used him out in space. They used him as a will linebacker to chase down plays. They used him on the line of scrimmage as a pressure player. Lots of versatility. The mental processing and consistency with making reads and keys and, and getting gear assignments quickly, that was kind of the sticking point with him. And Ohio, Ohio State had this four-linebacker rotation with three spots – for each of the last two years, and Browning was not the player in either year to fully command to have like a permanent fixture role on on the group. So that's kind of where, as good of an athlete as he is, as versatile as he is, I'm sure he'll get overdrafted because of that. Uh, but I wouldn't be like chomping at the bit uh, because from a consistency perspective, he hasn't lived up to his athletic gifts. Justin Hilliard, the other Ohio State kid, flashed a lot in the Big Ten Championship game in the college football playoff. I think he's primarily a special teams guy. I think he can be like a 4-3 Sam guy who plays over top of tight ends and, and disrupts uh, tight end releases in a, like a 4-3 under front. So he'd be primarily a special teams guy. I'm not interested in tough Borland at all. You saw Devontae Smith really cook him up in the national championship game. Uh, I just don't think he's athletic enough. He's super tough. But uh, Miami needs athleticism at the linebacker position, and I'll say this about Tony Fields: I don't necessarily know that he's a fit because he's like 220 pounds, but he's all over the field, red hot motor. He's a fun football player. So this linebacker group has some intrigue as well. Hope you guys enjoyed this Senior Bowl primer for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, as I said, the, we don't have the defensive backs yet. We're expected to get those tomorrow. Uh, so when we do, we'll go over it on Monday. We'll go over who they have in those that position group, and that way everybody will be fully primed and ready to go for the 2021 Senior Bowl with the players that the Dolphins are coaching throughout the course of the week next week, and uh, really take advantage of this critical scouting opportunity for the Miami Dolphins in an season an off season of a lot of unknown as far as what the draft cycle and draft process is going to look like. So I'm Kyle Krabs. Hope you guys enjoyed. Keep it locked in. Right here on Lockdown Dolphins, your team every day. Hope you guys enjoy your weekends. Let's go, Chiefs. I think I speak for all of us when I say that. And I'll talk to you guys on Monday.